welcome to our very special postseason interview, phone interview with Bruno, where we'll be asking him a few questions that you guys want to know immediately after his eviction. Now, don't worry, Bruno is going to be on the show at the end of the season for a full hour, just like Gary was the other day. Uh, so if you guys want to check out any of our past shows, our phone interviews with the house guests, or when they come on the show for an hour, read our blog, see our spoiler graphics, our spoiler shows, all the content from this season and past seasons is over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bbcan. Now, this Monday, May 1st, we will be live with Emily for a full hour taking your questions. If you guys want to watch live, participate in the show, then become a fan over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash you now. It's totally free to become a fan. I will alert you when we go live, and that's where we do all of our shows live before we put them on the website. So make sure that you become a fan over there. If you want to help support our shows, consider getting an Audible trial at yourrealityrecaps.com slash Audible. You get a free audiobook, you can cancel at any time, keep the book totally free, and it really helps support our shows. Lastly, the two best ways to help support us, especially if you want to get us to the Big Brother Backyard for finale and doing backyard interviews, you can become a patron at yourrealityrecaps.com slash Patron. Patrons get access to the patron-only Facebook group, prize giveaways, shows just for patrons each week, your questions asked to the reality stars, and like I said, it really helps support our shows. Or if you just want to do a one-time donation, you can do that over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal. But now, we need to see what Bruno's up to. Hey, Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. Um, first question, uh, whose gameplay surprised you the most out of the new players and the returning players this season? Yeah, you know, there's actually a couple answers to that. The new players, I would say William. William's a very good player. He seemed very low-key at first, but, you know, he's won a couple of vetoes. He's won HOH. He's a competitor. This guy has shown that he can play and he can compete. Uh, great player, uh, for sure. On the new, on the vets, uh, Cassandra's gameplay actually definitely surprised me. Just she came out way too hard, way too fast in the beginning. Uh, just not trusting people. Uh, not to knock her, but I just I felt it was just too much to start uh, saying things like she was done with the vets uh, within the first few days. Like she just put a lot of she put the cracks in the vets alliance, and that really surprised me. Also, Cindy's game uh, surprised me. She was very low key. She seemed very. Uh, just calm, and it just that wasn't the Cindy I know. The Cindy I knew in my season, I guess her back was always on, uh, you know, against the wall, and she was always fighting for her life. So I never got to see a relaxed, calm Cindy, and it really surprised me. She did all right. So a lot of people want to know why you threw the HOH to Dylan that week, and why you didn't um, include Cindy in your deal. What do you want to say about it? You know, we made a deal standing there that uh, Dylan would put up Ika and Dimitri. That was the deal we made. And uh, you know what? I felt like that would have been the last HOH I could throw and get away with because the numbers are starting to get low and you'd have to, I'd have to show my cards if I would have won that one. So I felt like that was the last HOH that I could throw and get away with it. So I really didn't want to win it. Uh, I wanted someone else to win it that was going for the same targets as I was going for. He told me that was a deal. It was Ike and Dimitri. He just went back on his word. And, uh, you know, Cindy uh, got the bad end of that one. So let me ask you, Bruno, uh, what do you think of Karen's game? You know, listen, here's the thing. I think Karen's playing a good game. Like, people don't understand that not being a target 
is what you're trying to do in this game. She's not being a target. Yes, she's being carried to the end, but that's what you want. You want to be carried to the end. You don't want to have to win anything. Uh, you know, you want to seem weaker. Hey, it's a great strategy. The, the point of the game is to get to the end, and she's getting carried all the way to the end. I think it's a great strategy. I have nothing against it. Do you think that getting rid of so many vets early on hurt your long-term game? Well, here's the thing. I think uh, like getting rid of the vets in Dallas, Cass, and Gary, no, I think that helped my game absolutely because they weren't on my side. They were not with me. And I knew that. So getting rid of them wasn't the problem. It's when the rest started going, like Netta, Cindy, not good for my game. That was when the problem started. Um, you know, because if we still had Netta and Cindy, we had the numbers to at least do things. We had good players to uh, win some comps and make some moves. Uh, but the first three, uh, no, I, I think they were a detriment to my game. If anything, they were working against me, and uh, I couldn't have that. So uh, that made no difference to me that they left. Right. All right. Uh, last question. What do you think is the biggest difference on how you played the game the first time versus this time? Well, here's the thing. Every time you come into the house, there's different players. You can't come in with a set strategy. I mean, I guess you can to a certain extent, but there's so many variables that you can you cannot plan your entire game from week one to ten or whatever it is before you come in the house. It's impossible. Uh, my strategy, uh, similar as last time, is you know what? I'm going to come in the house. I'm going to see who's around and what I have to work with and what I have going against me. And then you just kind of uh, roll with the punches, kind of just adjust week to week and uh, and all that. But I think I worked more on my social game, I think, uh, in the first bit. And uh, I didn't want to win any competitions. I almost felt like I was forced to win the first veto because Karen was such a loose cannon. I legitimately didn't know if I would have been the replacement or not. I felt I had to win that veto. That's, that's how scary week one was and how fast the game worked. I legitimately felt I had to win that veto. Maybe I didn't, but that's how I felt inside. And um, I think it was just a much faster pace this time that I had to kind of uh, pick it up a little bit, a little bit earlier than I wanted to. Right. Well, good game, Bruno, and I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. And thank you very much. Can't wait to see you. Bye-bye. Well, that about wraps up our interview with Bruno. Don't forget, you can check out all of our past content over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bbcan. We will be live with Emily on Monday, the 1st of May over on YouNow, yourrealityrecaps.com slash YouNow if you want to watch it live at 7 p.m. Eastern. Otherwise, it'll be on the website after. And if you want exclusive content, uh, access to the patron-only Facebook group, shows just for you guys, all the good stuff we can't talk about. Uh, it's over in our patron group at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron, or you can make a one-time donation at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal. And of course, make sure you guys tune in to Big Brother Canada every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern. Until our next show, I'll see you guys later. Bye for now, everybody. Bye.